I'm Sam Mitchell, and this is Thundercast. On this episode, we'll be interviewing the manager at the cafeteria workers here at Eastern Green. So how are you doing today, Miss Megan? Fabulous. How are you? I'm wonderful. How did you get started in working in the cafeteria, and why did you pick Eastern Green? Well, I live in Eastern Green, and I was lo- I, I worked in medical field, and I was looking for something more along my kids' schedule. So I applied here because it's right around the corner from my house. So I started working here, and I immediately fell in love. What do you like about here specifically? I like the kids. The kids are amazing. That's what makes my whole day. I like the fast-paced work, and I'm able to move up and branch out. The next question to you is, what is a day in the life of a cafeteria working like? Well, we start with breakfast. Uh, We serve breakfast at 7.30. I get here at 6.30. I prep breakfast, cook it, and he serves it. Then I get started right on lunch, and we serve lunch, and then we clean up, we restock, and start it all over again. So what what do you have to do to prep exactly? I prep for the next day something. Some things need to thaw. Like I'll lay out the cookies for the day, and I'll lay out the sandwiches, and we'll lay everything out and get it ready so our day moves smooth. Sounds like it moves smooth. What is something people don't know about working in the cafeteria? Like where's something that I'd be surprised? about about working in the cafeteria we have very strict usda guidelines that we have to follow and not only do we have to follow the usda guidelines but we have to follow the company's guidelines so we have two different forces we have a bunch of different forces working against us we have the usd not against us with us uh we have the usda we have our company we have the lost it all right it's okay (laughs) about that (laughs) okay so why do you work for an outside company specifically we, working here, you, you don't have a choice. You just work with whatever uh. companies here, but for the outside companies. So we're contracted. We're a contracted food service. So the school board gets together and they say, we don't want to, we don't want to do it. Like the school itself doesn't want to run it. Well, not that they don't want to, but they, it's a lot involved. So they don't run it. So they hire an outside company and they vote on it and there's multiple bids and we have been here for this is this will be our 15th year once our contract is up we just renewed for a whole nother five years so i i love this company it's a good good company to work for great benefits it sounds like a good company yeah what is what is involved in running a school cafeteria exactly Uh, so and don't think of it as like a cafeteria think of it as a business it is a business we have to make money we have to follow budgets we have deadlines we at the end of the day, it's making a profit. It's making a profit. How do you think it is making a profit exactly? Well, not necessarily making a profit, but we have to have the money come in to put more money out for uniforms and to pay pay our workers and that kind of profit. All right. So another thing I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about your position exactly. So you're the manager, right? I am the manager and I'm transitioning into the director's role. Okay. So what is involved exactly with being in the director's role? It's paperwork, budgets, Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's a lot of paperwork and less hands-on food which will be a challenge for me cuz I love to cook. Oh man, that's I think you can do it. So how is nutrition factored into what you put on the menu? So going back to the USDA guidelines, we have state guidelines that we have to follow and we have the company's menus that we have to follow. So they put out different menus and we have to follow them. If we don't follow them, kids with allergies could be potentially like I put eggs in something that doesn't call for eggs. And you look online and you see that this recipe doesn't call for eggs. Okay, good. I can eat it. And then you have a reaction and it's bad. 
Like so, me. <laughs> like you. <laughs> so um, it's it's a lot of the nutrition, f- if you're talking about it in that sense, it, we definitely have menus to follow and and rules to follow. Lots of rules, what sounds Lots like. Lots of rules. Yeah. Good rules for a reason. Yeah, for sounds like for a good reason. Yes. So how do you make sure kids don't buy just sweets and snacks? Well, I can't, <laughs> but I can. What I can do is I can put out a range of good food sources. So we have the deli, we have the grill, we have, and we have like f- sometimes five different options on the grill. We have salad bar. We have the main course, which is, um, we call it American Classics. That's where you can get fajitas and you can get chicken. You can get anything there. That changes day to day between the month. It changes. Um, but I just try to put out enough choices that they want to eat and not want to go for the chips and the ice cream and all that. Yeah. That's a good idea. One of the things I'll tell you, the one thing I you probably see me get all the time that's really good is the uh, chicken, little spicy chicken poppers. Yeah, you like those. Oh, they're good. <laughs> they're really good. Good. Keep making them. <laughs> so, personally, I do like the food here, but wh- not everyone at this school probably does. Why do you think some kids like it and that some kids don't like it? Well, that breaks my heart to hear that some kids wouldn't like the food. But I just think that they... I, I don't know. If you find that out, you let me know, and I will change whatever I have to do. But I think liking it, I have so many choices. If they're not in the mood for Mexican or, you know, chicken that day, they can have a sub, or they can have pizza or chicken. <laughs> Lots of options. Lots goes, of options. goes back with the options. So if you like it, you got a lot of options. Yeah, yeah. I personally like it. I think the one thing I miss, though, no offense from the uh, high, from the middle school, uh-huh. is I miss the middle school mashed potatoes. Those were delicious. I'd see, that's the same product. We use the same product. Yeah, you do? Uh-huh. Yeah, we need to get the mashed potatoes now. <laughs> yes, you do. So some people in the school probably food waste. How is uh, food wasted handled, and what do you do to minimize it? We reuse most of, most of almost everything. Like if there's a chicken, sa- if there are chicken sandwiches left over, we will use them on the deli bar. And we try to gauge what the students will eat to have less waste. But we really don't have a lot at all. You just can't do anything about it that much? There are programs out there that will deal with the food waste, but we don't have enough for that to happen. Oh, man. that's that doesn't sound good, to be honest with you. It doesn't sound good that we don't have food waste? That's Wait like a amazing. Minute. Now I'm confused. Okay, anyway, <laughs> so why do, you, why do you think some kids buy and some kids bring their lunch? I don't, I would love to know that answer. I would love to ask every kid out there that brings a lunch why. Like, what am I missing? What's, I don't have Lunchables up there. That's the number one thing. <laughs> Get Lunchables then. <laughs> I have a deli, so there's lunch hey, that, meat. that account has Lunchables. I don't know. I don't know why, why some kids would. It's not overly priced. A school lunch is not. You can get so much for the two eighty five that a school lunch is. So speaking of prices, how mm-hmm. do you set prices for your meals? Well, we are governed by the USDA for the meal prices. Uh, we use a the PLE tool paid lunch. There's a lunch tool out there that we use to set prices. After the calculations completed, it is turned over to the school board to vote on. So that we turn it over to school board, they say yes or no. What would they vote on exactly? On on the price that's raised, if it's raised. Like we have to raise it so much every so often, and that's based on that calculator. And then we go to them and we say, here's the new lunch cost, and then they, they vote. Oh, I got okay. That makes more sense now. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 
so why do you sell ice extras like cookies and ice cream and in addition to regular meals and not included? Why why is ice cream not included in a regular meal? <laughs> yeah, that's what it basically <laughs> seems like, yeah. Well, because those are snacks and treats and a balanced meal doesn't include ice cream or chips or cookies. So we sell those at a at an option for the kids that either have that sweet tooth or want a bag of chips to go with their lunch. We try to offer as much variety as we can. Okay, but why do you like why do you why did you why did you get ice cream all of a sudden? Why did you get those cookies out of curiosity? To to make the kids happy. <laughs> right? That's, I mean hey, makes me happy. If you could eat cookies, wouldn't you eat cookies? I would eat the cookies. <laughs> I've heard I, good reviews about them. Good, good. There's a lot of love in those cookies. <laughs> Unfortunately, some kids lunch shame. That's the unfortunate part. That's yeah. It's not right in my eyes. Like, explain that, Sam. So, like, smart off to one of the ladies or smart off to you or cut in line or that jazz. So, what is lunch shaming in your eyes and how is it handled here at Eastern Green? Well, lunch shaming to me is... Is pulling a kid's tray. That's what lunch shaming, I feel, pulling a kid's tray if they don't have enough money. That's that's how I feel lunch shaming is. But if you're talking about it in a different way, like cutting and, and doing that kind of stuff, I we try our best to monitor that. I mean, there's only four of us in this kitchen. Um, and it gets crazy at lunch. You've seen it. They pi- The kids pile up and separate, like, the, the grill from the main... The two most sought-after things are the grill, which is like your chicken sandwiches and all that, and then your American classics, which would be like today was lasagna. I try to separate those two as far as I can away so that the lines form in two different, so that you do get more of a flow. I do try to control the flow, but we have a very good administration this year, I feel, and they are doing a great job at controlling that's what they, they, I think they control it pretty well. I think they've done it awesome. They, they are well in tuned with the lunchroom this year. Yes. I am thankful for that. I think I'm, I'm glad you're thankful for that. I am too for you. Yes. My last question. <clears throat> so what is the most enjoyable thing about working in the cafeteria? And what is the most challenging thing about working in the cafeteria? So the most enjoyable would definitely be the kids. Like seeing, talking to them, seeing their smiles or... Hearing about their bad day, that is, that's what's enjoyable to me. That's what makes my job, the love that I have for my job. And then the opposite of that is seeing a kid go hungry or not have any money, not be able to get, you know, the sweets and stuff that they want or not be able to afford a meal. That, that's the worst part of my job. So is there a way you can, like, help that? Like, is, there a way can, is there a way you can, like, try to get them money or not really? Um, I know it sounds like bribery. Yeah, well, I can't, I mean, I can, I mean, the only way I would know is if they come to me and talk to me about it, and we could find something for them, but that's, I got you. they got to be willing to come to me and talk to me. They have to come to you first. I try to, well, they don't have to come to me, they can come to anybody. I mean, I try to, I try to make myself open to talk to, and if they are truly starving or hungry, I will make something work. I got you. So I think that's it for me. Is there anything you'd like to say or add? No, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, you're welcome.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. Please tune in for our next episode coming very soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast at ebrain.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. All content in this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation and may not be used without express written permission. All rights reserved.